Friends, would you pause with me for a moment of prayer? Gracious and most merciful God, may these words of my mouth and the meditations of all of our hearts be gathered here out of love for you be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. For you, O God, are our rock. You are the vine which bears the good fruit. You are our strength and our redeemer. Amen. Well, we continue in our sermon series today, uh, headed towards the aha. Uh, This is week four of five, and throughout the month of January, we have been following the example of the Magi who followed the star of Christ to the manger. And we've been exploring different texts to see which ahas, which which, um, epiphanies of grace could help us as we journey towards the Christ child in this new year. Today we turn our attention to John chapter 15, which falls right in the middle of the farewell discourse, uh, which is the portion of John where Jesus is saying farewell to his disciples before they go to the Garden of Gethsemane and Jesus is betrayed. And so as we find ourselves in John 15, we find ourselves hearing the words of Jesus, some of the last words that he will speak to his disciples, his parting words, in a sense. And in this John 15 passage, he teaches them about fruit. And so, as a means of beginning today, I'd like to share with you the story of my favorite piece of fruit that I've ever eaten. (laughs) which might sound like kind of a strange thing to have a story of, but I guess it goes to show that almost anything can be turned into a sermon illustration if you try hard enough. (laughs) Uh, But I really do actually have a very vivid memory of the best piece of fruit that I had ever eaten. It was September 10th, 2018. I had landed in Switzerland for my semester abroad, and I was traveling to the school where I would... Uh, study for the next few months. And the school was a little bit out in the countryside, just north of Geneva, so the train could only take me so far. And when I got off the train at the Cope station, I was about an hour's walk from the school, which I hadn't really thought of before, but once I stepped off the train and realized that I didn't have a phone that worked, I didn't have a means to call an Uber or a taxi or to let anybody know that I had arrived, I knew that my only option was to put on my walking shoes, grab my walking stick, and walk the hour to the school. And it was the middle of September, and it was an unusually hot day uh, for September in Switzerland. The sky was blue, the sun was beating down, and my water bottles were empty. And so as I walked through these small villages, I got thirstier and thirstier. I was happy to see that in almost every village that I passed through, there was a beautiful water fountain. And I would get excited and I would get close, but every water fountain had the exact same sign, water not safe to drink, of course. So I'm walking for an hour under the beating sun, not a drop of water, and I'm probably about a half a mile from the school. And I'm about to turn left down the last dirt road when I see what has, hap- what has to be the largest 
uh, apple orchard that I had ever seen. Probably a half mile wide by a half mile long, at least, of just these beautiful trees with these delicious red apples. Now, I know in the Old Testament it says, thou shalt not steal. (laughs) But I'll confess to you (laughs) that the temptation was great that day. And I am only human And I was thirsty, and so I approached one of the apple trees, and I looked at one of those beautiful pieces of fruit, but I couldn't bear myself to pick one from the tree, so I I picked one up that had fallen onto the ground, and I ate what was the most delicious, refreshing, life-giving apple I think I had ever tasted. I loved it so much, I took a picture of it before I ate it, And I actually went back, and I still have the picture (laughs) to this day. So as I was thinking about this, I decided to look into my fridge and see if I had any apples. And lo and behold, I did have one lone apple tucked away somewhere in the far recesses of my refrigerator. I have no idea how long it's been there, probably at least three months. And it still seems to be be pretty good. There's a couple bruises here. The uh, color isn't quite as nice as the one that I had that hot summer day. But I imagine if I were to eat this, that it would still be good. Perhaps not as good, but it would still be edible. You know, bruised fruit, fruit that is a little old, is not wasted. So I'm going to eat this today, and I hope this serves as your reminder to eat your daily dose of fruits and vegetables. And as I eat that apple, I will remember fondly that apple I had in Switzerland. Now, you probably do not yearn for a good, freshly picked Swiss apple like I do, but I'll bet that you know what it's like to yearn deeply for good fruit to yearn deeply for good fruit to grow within your heart and within the world. We yearn for all kinds of things, and the list of the fruits of the spirits that we see in Galatians 5 is full of things that I think we could all use a more measure of at times in our lives. We yearn for these things of love, joy, peace, Patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, and self-control. If you received a star word from our Epiphany event a few weeks ago, perhaps you have been looking at that word and have already discerned what is the fruit that you wish to seek in 2021. What is the fruit that you hope God will grow inside of you in this new year? We long in so many different ways for the fruit of God's Spirit to grow in us. The psalmist says at one point that just as a deer pants for water, just as I panted for water that day in Switzerland, so our soul longs for you, O God. And just as we all yearn for good fruit, I think we also all know the frustration that comes when fruit is unrealized, when goals and aspirations are not accomplished, spiritual hopes not realized, faith that remains stagnant amidst our greatest attempts to revive ourselves. 
In our text today, Jesus reminds us of this beautiful metaphor. One of the most popular metaphors, perhaps, that we see in the Gospels, that he is the true vine of life, and we are the branches. That we, as the branches, are connected to the love of God through the vine of Christ, and as that connection grows, the love of God is transmitted in us, and through us. So if we seek real spiritual fruit, fruit that lasts, as the text says, if we seek the fruit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, self-control, the lesson of the text tells us that we must first yearn to stay connected to the vine, stay connected to the love of God which abides in us. For it is being connected to the love of God which allows and enables that good fruit to grow. The source of the good fruit we seek does not come from us, for we are just the branches. It comes from the love of God which we know in the mercy of Christ and through the presence of the Holy Spirit within us. That is the source of love. That is is the source of life. That is the source of the good fruits we seek. And I wonder this morning how often the good fruit that we seek in our world and in our lives goes unrealized because we are insistent to try and do it on our own. We live in a society of rugged individualism, where the dominant narrative is, if you want something accomplished, well, then pull yourself up by your bootstraps, make the right decisions, put in the work, and get it done. Don't wait on someone else to do it for you. Take the initiative, go and get it. And if you work hard enough and you try hard enough, exert your will forcefully enough, the thing that you seek can be yours. And as a result, it's quite easy to place our hope in ourselves, in our own determination, in our own might, in our own cleverness. It's easy to place our hope in the economy in the hopes that it will continue to grow, to place our hope in political parties and social structures, things that we hope will be the source of the fruit we long to see in the world. And in doing so, it's quite easy to forget the simple yet challenging teaching of Jesus from this John 15 passage that in order to bear good fruit, we must abide in the love of God. We must stay close, connected, yearning for the love of Christ that is already within us, for it is through that vine that we receive the grace we need to grow what we cannot on our own. By our own workings and determination, we can do quite a lot, and I think we ought to remember that we should be the people of active hands, working tirelessly and ceaselessly for a more equitable, just, sustainable world. This is not an excuse to to put our hands down and to not be involved in the work of God in the world. But we ought to also remember that our own strength, our determination, our own efforts can only transform 
so much. And if the fruit that we seek will be long-lasting and transformative, if the fruit that we seek will actually bring a, a meaningful and lasting wholeness to our hearts and to the world, well, then we cannot do it alone. We need the strength and the love of Christ, the strength of the vine, to nurture the fruit. So, friends, if you find yourself today and and you are seeking the fruit of love in this new year, whether it be romantic love or, or a love to heal a broken relationship, I encourage you, encourage you to abide in the love of Christ that that fruit would grow. If you seek the fruit of joy in the midst of despair and anxiety, abide in the love of Christ that the fruit of calmness and peace would grow into you. And don't be afraid to ask for help. If you seek the fruit of peace, if you seek the fruit of patience, whether for yourself or for someone else, if you seek the fruit of kindness, and I'm not just talking about a fake smile when you pass somebody in the hallway, but a real, genuine kindness for people who are different, abide in the love of Christ. If you seek the fruit of generosity, if you seek the fruit of faithfulness, but don't trust in your own strength, if you seek gentleness or self-control, but know that you struggle in the face of temptation. Do not seek to do it alone, but abide in the love of Christ. Stay connected to the love of God by all the means you can, by any means you can, that the fruit you seek would grow. For friends, we cannot bear the good fruit on our own. If it were up to us to bring about the transformation in our hearts and within the world, we probably would not get very far. If the answer to the problems of our world today was to simply go out and try a little bit harder to grow the good fruit of love and reconciliation and peace, well, then we would hopefully do that. Just go out and try a little bit harder but I don't think we can, at least not on our own. This is the aha. This is the guiding light for us today that will lead us on our way in 2021, that on our own we cannot bear the good fruit we seek. But thanks be to God. Thanks be to God for in Jesus Christ, Christ, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, the good fruit that we seek, the fruit of the Spirit, can be ours. Not because we try hard enough, but because as we stay connected to the vine, that transformative fruit, that transformative love of God can and will grow within us. This is the promise of God to take our hearts of stone and to turn them into hearts of flesh. To take the stony parts of our hearts and to turn it into something new. Friends, we are at the dawn of a new year still. We're just one month in. 
And as of this Wednesday, we're at the dawn of a new political era with the inauguration of President Biden and Vice President Harris. And in this climate of newness and unknown and hope for the future in all kinds of different ways, no matter what side of the aisle you find yourself on, the question or the challenge of the text for us today is what kind of fruit do you wish to bear? If the fruit you wish to bear is the fruit of discord, chaos, disunity, mistrust, dehumanization of others, well, we have seen that we can grow those fruits on our own. But if you wish to experience the fruit of a deeper, more sustainable faith, the fruit of a peace that passes all understanding in the midst of a valley of shadow and death, if you wish the fruit of transformation of your heart for the love of God and love of others, well then I say to you once more, seek to stay connected to the vine. Seek to abide in the love of Christ that has first chosen you. The love of Christ is already within your hearts and within the world. The task, the choice we have is to seek it, to stay connected to it, or to choose other things. If you watch the inauguration on a Wednesday, you will know that the viral sensation of the week, besides, of course, the Bernie Sanders meme, was Amanda Gorman's powerful poem. And Gary read a little bit of her poem in the prayer earlier today. And of course, Amanda is our nation's first youth poet laureate. And I hope if you watched her poem live that you were captured by her honest verse. Words of hope, of better fruit, of better fruit to be born in the future. So I would like to just close by reading a few lines of the end of her poem. Uh, her poem is entitled, The Hill We Climb. And we will rebuild, reconcile, and recover and every known nook of our nation and every corner called our country, our people diverse and beautiful will emerge, battered and beautiful. When day comes, we step out of the shade, aflame and unafraid. The new dawn blooms as we free it, for there is always light, if only we're brave enough to see it, if only we're brave enough to be it. Friends, seek the light. Seek the good fruit of the Spirit that God can and will grow within you. For this is God's will for us and for the world. That love, peace, patience, kindness, faithfulness, generosity, self-control, and the like would grow and flourish. But remember today that it's not enough for us to want to be it. For if it's up to us to bring it to pass, then we will probably not get very far. But trust in the love of God that abides within you, that abides in our world, to bring the fruit to pass. So stay close to the love of God. 
and as you stay close to the love of God through whatever comes in these days, may you begin to feel the fruit of that love grow within you and transform your heart day by day. And may that fruit grow more fruit, and may it be found to be as sweet and refreshing and life-giving as a freshly picked Swiss apple. In the name of the vine, Christ our Lord. Amen.